And welcome back to episode two of the conversation with Matt Norlander discussing, well, all things DMB songs. This time we're going to go over the March Madness bracket that he put together, and Nolan and I will be giving all of our picks. I think that uh, this is something that was a lot of fun, and um, Nolan and I do not see eye to eye on every single thing here. So um, get ready for a great conversation, and we'll pick up right where we left off from episode one. So enjoy our discussion of the Matt Norlander DMB song bracket. If only Greg Gumble was here with us to help. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. That would be nice. I know. We need that, uh, that March Madness sound right now, Nolan, uh, that I think Matt was using in his podcast to intro the podcast. We need that. Uh, cue up the music. There we go. Um, all right. I'm obviously not going to fill out a bracket here because my bracket is the seedings. It's my seedings. Yes. All the one seeds are going to make the final four, and then 41 is going to be typical situation to win the national championship at the Gorge. Before we get into the picks, okay, I was a little bummed out that no one realized – and you may have realized, but no one vocalized it, that the entire bracket, the typeface is the same typeface as Under the Table and Dreaming. Like, I went and I found the exact oh. font that they used and incorporated into the entire thing. It's the little things. Oh, we know. realized. It's the little things. That's all. Oh, it's a nice touch. And you it is. It looks great. Very thoughtful with the different regions, too. Millers for the play-in games. Uh, I like I like all of that. That's good. Good work there. Any quibbles between either? I'll I'll run through for the audience here. So you've got Millers as the playing games. Obviously, it's got, that's got to be it. And then for the sub regionals, as they're referred to, I've got Tracks, Blossom, Flood Zone, Red Rocks, the Wetlands, MSG, Camden Meadows. Now they're varying in size, but I tried to pick the venues where there have been really really good shows or they've played the most frequently. Uh, the last of those that I included was Camden. Um, there were a couple others I considered there, but Camden usually gets it gets two nights these days. Uh, the Meadows has had as many shows as almost any of the other ones that you see here in terms of traditional amphitheaters. And then I've got Alpine, West Palm, Deer Creek, and Spack for the regionals. And then the Gorge obviously has to be the finals because it's the only reliable uh, three-night uh, spot now these days. And obviously it's built around Labor Day. It's, it's, it's The date of those shows never changed. So my question before we get to the songs is... Any disagreements about any of the venues, and did I did I snub any for you, or was it a, a fairly a, a fairly even uh, dispersion across the bracket? Mm, no, I'm good. For me, no. Um, I absolutely loved, <clears throat> I absolutely loved the wetlands and the blossom uh, shout outs there. Um, obviously, you know, throwing in flood zone and tracks like that is just that's money as well. But I thought that I was surprised to see Blossom, but also just like, wow, yes, great inclusion there. One of my favorites as well. And then just a throwback to the wetlands. Uh, yeah, that was that was clutch um, as well. I guess Meadows was the one that I was kind of like, wait, which one was that again? again? <laughs> um, I live in Connecticut. Meadows was always going to get there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it makes perfect sense that it would be there. But I mean, back in the day, that was getting those, you know, two, three night stand so it makes sense yeah without a doubt um bottom right of the bracket is is the all new york region so you got msg wetlands and then spack and wetlands even though it didn't have an, a large number of shows uh the band has said 
many times that you know going from Virginia up to New York to play the wetlands was a significant deal in terms of increasing their exposure, getting into the city. Um, so mm. while it was not as heavily played as others, it was a it was one of high significance, I think, in just increasing their their credibility uh, in general along the eastern seaboard. But anyway, um, I had I had a lot of fun um, trying to pick which regions would be where. And uh, and I I don't think if you if you start with the gorge has to be the title site. I just don't I, I understand why some people might think Red Rocks, but Red Rocks has had one it's had one um, tour stop, if you will, in the past like twenty five years. So while it's connected to what's considered a top five uh, DMB show of all time, it's just not common enough. So that's why. Uh, ultimately, it got the sub-regional, and then Deer Creek was my final pick. Like, the SPAC and Alpine were the two automatics, and the West Palm obviously gets two shows, and then Deer Creek was the other one. So those are the the big boy Sweet 16 Elite Eight sites. I like it. I think, Nolan, you should have a huge issue with number 41 not opening the tournament in Cameron Indoor Stadium. I mean, that was where it was freaking born, for crying out loud, and was a <laughs> was a you know really nice way for Norlander to be able to shout out college basketball as well swing and a miss norlander Uh, well you know what i I think (laughs) but the band only played at cameron once now it's 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 a it's a valid and fair point it is a valid and fair point i might if if the graphic would have allowed me to just uh and shouts by the way to brian hodges who is the graphic designer i went to him he may i do a music podcast on the side obviously um that should have more episodes coming eventually including with lily white whenever he finishes his damn book um (laughs) but he made the cover art for that he did some stuff for my wedding uh and so i went to him i was like listen i i don't know how to make this bracket, but I know exactly what I want it to look like. So I'm just going to send this to you. And then he's like, yeah, just tell me what you want. And so he made it all happen in terms of like actually building this graphic designers. You have my awe and respect because I don't know how you do this stuff, but it, uh, it came out beautifully. No, it looks good. Yeah, great. Why don't we get started and uh, maybe we can start with what our write-in picks were for the 12 and 16 seed here. Uh, so Bruce, tough. I know... One of ours was the same, but my 16 ride-in was Idea of You going up against Help Myself. Yep, we both had a shotgun in the Deer Creek region as the 12 going against Rhyme mm-hmm. and Reason. Tough matchup at peak uh, shotgun, but I think we both picked uh, Rhyme and Reason ultimately. And then um, 16 in SPAC region for me going up against Help Myself was Proudest Monkey. I thought that it was interesting that it wasn't elsewhere in the uh, in the bracket. Great, I think it's a great song, great um, album cut as well. So I thought that it deserved to get in there, but ultimately it is going to fall to forty one and not be a UMBC over my dear beloved UVA. <laughs> I also had idea of you beating Help Myself, but losing to forty one. I'm gonna hijack your podcast again here. Let's let's start traditionally no. top. Let's start top left. Okay, Alpine region. Um, you know this is where you got typical as the one seed. Seek up the two. Last stop the three. Bartender the four. When you look at the bracket, this is when you realize like how strong the the uh, the band's catalog is. Because I also did yeah. I did balance the bracket. So I made sure that no two songs from a same album were in the same region on the one, two, or three line. So you'll notice like. Typicals one, there isn't an, an under the table cut that's two or three, or even if I could avoid it, uh, even four as a way of balancing and not have an album kind of go up against. Wow, 
That is thorough. That's good work. Just like the selection committee trying to avoid conference matchups. Correct. Not yeah, not just that. <laughs> and you'll notice, I think this is the case because I try it got tough near the end. I don't believe unless you're unless you're right in picks conflict with it. I don't believe that there is a matchup in the first round between two songs on the same album. So, I wasn't I wasn't messing around, man. Mine would be with uh, Proudest Monkey M41, but that was it. So there you go. Mm. There you go. Okay, what well, let's why don't you guys break down your alpines here? Let me know uh what you got and if, what what upsets came about. Ooh, upsets. All right, I've got a first round upset of I'm going beach ball over captain and you may think I'm crazy, but the latest version of beach ball I thought was just insanely good from the band. So that's got a little bit of recency. They're playing. Uh, they were playing well. Got hot at the right moment for me. <laughs> okay. So beach ball like over captain, and uh, say goodbye over Rapunzel. Okay. And then you're not gonna like me for this, but say goodbye over your beloved seek up. Just oh Nolan, it's, it's not no. justifiable. Oh I don't gosh. know what to say. Oh. quiet Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I only had one upset. I think in the first round it was too much over Monkey Man. And I had Rapunzel over Say Goodbye narrowly just because I think that Rapunzel is actually a pretty genius song. And I think that it has some nice songwriting complexities in there. I don't think Say Goodbye really has any complexity to it. Um, but wow. so I had Rapunzel over that. And um, I mean, as far as upsets going to the Elite Eight, nope, Sweet 16, I had one upset with boa over bartender and that was just a five over four i had nothing interesting really in alpine typical went all the way but did not make the final four seek up actually made the final four so in alpine Mm. seek up representing okay alpine seek up a little into inside the selection committee room okay um one of the final tweaks to the ranking slash bracket uh was best of what's around was a four seed and bartender was a five but i said there's I was like, I will get killed for that. So that that is probably yeah. that four line. That's where that that's where the four and the five converge. So consider bartender the lowest four and best of what's around the highest five. And uh, okay, and so there was a there was some uh, some some late stage jockeying in the in the bracket there. So, some committee members quite stubborn in the room, um, but it, it is what <laughs> it is. Uh, Love that. The uh, yeah the the typical seek up last stop bartender best of what's around one to five in Alpine brutal listen all these regions are strong I, I and we'll get to the other ones when we talk like one through five but I, to me this is the strongest one to five I, typical seek up last mm-hmm. stop bartender best of what's around that's that's your strongest one through five seating in any region I think hundred percent that would be. Th- if that was NCAA tournament, people would be losing it over the the whoever was the one seed, which I guess in this case, we'll just say typical is Kentucky because Calipari always has to have something co- to complain about. So he would oh, be God. just absolutely livid over all of this stuff. And so would Vital. So we need some, you know, Dickie V sound on why he's so livid about typical seek up and last stop being in the same region. I mean, then you got bartender and the best of what's around as well. I mean, you know, those five songs, it's just ridiculous. I mean, I just can't believe it. The committee just absolutely just is screwing over typical situation here. <laughs> 
it's it's uh, wow. it's all good. So so, so Nolan, who did you have like Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight coming out of the region? Yeah, so I I had a hard time with the typical bartender matchup, but ultimately went typical, and then I have typical last stop in my Elite Eight with last stop making the final four. Okay, understandable. I I, I put this bracket together knowing that. Listen, four one seeds breaking through almost never happens, and I was, I knew that the fan base would be comforted by saying, you know what, I want to put a three seed into the out of this region, and so last stop coming out of Alpine was, I think that is the most common one, but I will give DMB France credit, and all of you who have sent me brackets, continue to do so, continue to post it on the internet wherever you may please, and have fun with this. Um, again, speaking to the strength of the region. Uh, I have seen all the all the one through fives break through. I don't know. They're actually. I think I did see one or two. Uh, so rights make it out of there. So right in the twelve spot, um, which is just in a brutal spot against Buster. What's around? Um, what can you do? I, some of these you'll also notice. I tried to position songs of similar um, vibe, if you will. So like Buster, what's around? So right. Like when you want to feel good, which one would you prefer there? That kind of deal. And sometimes they were intentionally stark, but like the intricacies of the songwriting of Captain going against Beach Ball. Like, they're not the same song, but they're kind of like, you know, they're following a, a similar theme there. So um, so anyway, this was a, a very fun one to see what people wound up picking. So you had Last Stop, and then Bruce, what did you wind up taking? Mm-hmm. Mine was Seek Up. Seek Up. Okay, good deal. I dig it. All right, let's let's scoot on down to the West Palm region. These games will be played yes. on Thursdays and Saturdays. So, uh, <laughs> so um, Ants is the one. Stone is the two. Graves is the three, recently is the four, and then Spoon is the five. Again, that's just an incredible one through five there. But uh, mm-hmm. why don't you got these? Uh, those sub regionals have Flood Zone and Red Rocks. Take me through your through your thoughts and picks. I was all chalk in this region. Really? I go, yeah, yep. I had the. Uh, I'll give you my sweet sixteen of Ants recently, Graves, Stone, and then Ants Stone Elite Eight, and Ants in my final four. Wow. While I love Stone so much, I uh, ants ants is DMB to me. So ants ants versus last stop in the national semifinal. Bruce, before you give yours, oh. I'll also note again it's all about the details here. This one sixteen matchup features the most played song in DMB's history, with the only studio cut the band has ever played before. <laughs> that is so that good. is so good. <laughs> I do I do like that. I did not think about that, but that is uh that is epic right there. The only upset I had first round was Granny over Crazy Easy. Um I actually had to think about Crash and Spoon just because of the impact Crash has had. I thought that that was prime for a Spoon, a sleepy Spoon upset, but Spoon I just love it too much. Um and then Spoon over recently was also an upset of 5 over 4 to get to the sweet 16. Um, I almost put a six seed song that Jane likes over Lionel Graves, but did not ultimately because of some epic Lionel Graves jamming that can occur. Obviously, we have Graves and Stone. Stone for me wins. Ants and Spoon. That was also tough because Ants, it is the anthem. It is DMB. Spoon is just such a sneaky, great song to me, but I went with Ants. And then Stone to beat Ants to get onto the final four in an epic matchup of Stone and Seek Up. 
Understandable um, and, and very good there. A uh, couple quick, couple more notes here. One, uh, I believe on the previous podcast, uh, we mentioned uh, one Mike Schrage, uh, who was the head coach at Elon, uh, formerly. Yes. Uh, was it? Okay. So he filled this out and saw that Jane Likes won his bracket. Um, he said he, w- he wasn't sure that it would. Uh, this was technical. I don't know if this was on the record, but screw you, Mike. I'm going to share it anyway. Um, <laughs> he said song that Jane Likes was actually the song that got him into DMB. So he had that uh, Jane coming out as a six seed to win the whole damn thing. Thing. And in the interest yeah. of bracket balancing, so I got blowback as I knew I would in having crash into me out of the West Palm play-in game here. Um, crash into me versus 34. Tough. Uh, 34 was always going to be on that play-in line, but in the interest of not having too many albums in one area um, and where crash just fell in terms of how it's seeding, there was no other song to put there, so to speak. So it got the unfortunate uh, placement of, of playing in the play-in, if you will. Yeah, that was rough. It was rough. Like, if I could, and I guess if I absolutely wanted to spend ridiculous amounts of time on this, I could have uh, molded it in, in any other way that I would have wanted to. Um, but the other 12s, you had, what would you say which would have overloaded on Under the Table and Dreaming. Uh, so Right, I guess I could have moved, but I think I wanted to have So Right go up against Best of What's Around specifically because of how those songs sound. And uh, the Rhyme and Reason would have been the same thing. We would have had an overload with Under the Table. So Crash Into Me wound up being the 12 in the play in there. And uh, of the of the four, no matter what you pick for your write-ins on Deer Creek and SPAC, the other two are reset. I'll back you up. Do you remember Crash Into Me 34? The Crash Into Me 34 was, uh, was the toughest one of, of the four for me. That is a tough one. I was actually uh, texting with Shroggy yesterday, and he his whole bracket was just upset city. He had, oh, uh, you, oh, you were okay. So you can yeah. you can confirm reports. Okay, I can confirm this. Yes, he uh, he had a final four of Why I Am, song that Jane likes, Warehouse Forty One, and uh, I'll give him credit with the Why I Am pick that uh, he related them to the. Uh, to the mid-major Phoenix, so I. So what exactly what he said to me? Yes, he's like being that. Awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm coaching a mid-major. I got to have some mid-majors going through. I was like, I don't, I don't disagree with it. So there you go. Yeah, I respect it. Yeah. All right, let's scoot over to SPAC, which Alpine Ooh. has the best one to five, and I did try and balance as best I can. But after I finished it, I stepped back. I thought, okay, what's going to be the what's the best and what's the worst? What's the strongest? What's the weakest? In my opinion, again, you get your own write in for sixteen here. Mm-hmm. To play 41, so that's going to have an influence there. Um, and for me personally, this is the this is the strongest region of the four. It's by narrow narrow margins, uh, without a doubt. There, my write-in for this would have been Loving Wings going up against 41. Um, but on the whole, I think, and and the and the SPAC hardcores are probably cheering that. But you've got. You know, the Dancing Nancys versus Tripping Billies. How could I not have those songs playing each other in a game, obviously? Um, you've got Blue Water, What Would You Say, Minarets, Bismarck, um, which is, to me, the most fascinating 413 on the board. Uh, oh. Snow Outside versus Squirm, a battle of two of the, what, six or seven regarded best songs of the past 12 years or so, going up in a 611. You Never Know versus Idea of You, which is kind of the battle between, um, obviously, like a hardcore's just all in on You Never Know versus Idea of You being a very popular mainstream hit, if you will. Um, and then Pig Cry Freedom, poor Cry Freedom. It just, I think it's it's losing at like a 90% rate here. And then Dreaming Tree Busted. Mm. So to me, you can make cases for all of them. To me and for my taste, I actually think SPAC is the best region. 
Yeah, I definitely had the hardest time picking in these. I left several blank and had to come back to it so hard. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and start it off. Uh, I got 41 Billies playing an MSG with 41, making it to the Sweet 16. Then we get into some upsets. You've got your classic 12 over 5 upset of what would you say over Blue Water and while I respect Blue Water, uh, what would you say being the first single just just a staple? Um, so that's a that's a blue blood right there making it to the Sweet Sixteen, and then we got another upset, and I didn't necessarily want to do this, but I went with Bismarck over Minarets, and <laughs> as Bruce has told me, uh, it's blasphemous, but I would argue that Bismarck is maybe the best or at least top five uh, best song Dave has written since You Never Know. Um, I love Bismarck, and yeah, I think Minarets is a great song, obviously, but I went with uh, Bismarck over that one. Let me uh, just one quick thing here. I yeah. would love nothing more than somehow, some way, w- one day, someone, I don't care if it's Stefan, some roadie, just dropping this bad boy on the middle of the floor in a band practice being like, you see what this douche just did? But then Dave <laughs> realizing, oh, yeah, Bismarck. Oh, shit, it's 13? Y- yeah, MFR. It's a really, really damn good song. So remember yeah. it. Put it back in the sets. Put it on a damn album, Okay. Yes. Put it on a damn album. All right. Please. Uh, One of the most important then, seedings in the entire bracket is Bismarck at third. Yes. Uh, well, we are in agreement there. And uh, in your rankings, calling it Dave's Paul Simon song, spot on. Uh, such a great chorus. So, yes. Bismarck gets my nod, um, ultimately falling to what would you say. So, 41, what would you say, Sweet 16 matchup. Then I go. Snow Outside versus You Never Know with You Never Know Advancing. And then Pig versus Dreaming Tree, which was just a brutal matchup in the second round. And I feel like while I know Dreaming Tree is an absolute masterpiece, like you said, Pig just makes me feel good. And seeing it live when it is at its peak is very tough to beat. So You Never Know versus Pig in the Sweet 16, and then we have a 41 versus You Never Know Elite Eight with 41 advancing to the Final Four. What do you got, Bruce? Almost the exact same as Nolan. Uh, I had 41 versus Nancy's with 41 advancing. Um, What would you say over Blue Water? I had Minarets over Bismarck um, and Minarets beating What Would You Say? So that would be a four seed making it to um, the Elite Eight there, or the, uh, excuse me, Sweet 16 there. Snow Outside over Squirm, You Never Know over Idea of You, with You Never Know over Snow Outside. I had Pig over Cry Freedom and Dreaming Tree. So, again, like that 2-7, that is that is one of, I mean, that is so hard. And, Nolan, I think you had Pig over Dreaming Tree. I'm going to go with Dreaming Tree over Pig just because of what a masterpiece Dreaming Tree is. And this that might have been my toughest decision out of all of this entire bracket mm. was between those two songs. And then the next two was also just as difficult with You Never Know Dreaming Tree or You Never Know Pig. 
I went with You Never Know, though, and 41 over You Never Know to make the Final Four. So before we get to Deer Creek, two more things. I was talking with someone on Twitter about this. In terms of the sub-regionals, so not just one bracket, but just one half of a bracket, the Wetlands has a great case at being the toughest in general when you look at the first round and then the second round matchups there. So that's with your Dreaming Trees, Pigs, Cry Freedoms, You Never Know, Snow Outside, Squirm. A couple others have good ones. And then I'm just going to bring these details in for the listeners. Uh, Although what would you say is a very common 12 over 5 pick, you do have in the MSG second round the segue battle of Blue Water and Minarets, just so you know. So even though Blue Water was not getting farther in a lot of brackets, you do have a little bit of a nod to those early 90s traditional segues. I almost, I didn't do it, but I almost put typical in the same region so you would have had typical minarets and blue water in the in the same thing but for bra- bracket balancing purposes that couldn't be done thank you for for not doing this <laughs> all right and then <laughs> we move up to the deer creek region uh this has crush as the one jtr is the two two step as the three warehouse as the four warehouse believers i hear you trust me um and then don't drink the water which is the song that Dave said on an Amazon like all access thing where he was he did this like a year ago or so he just talked about some mm-hmm. of the songs uh, he said I don't know if I have a best song but if I do it might be this one um, and uh, he's he's, mm-hmm. he's he's got a case there uh, and I really really like it it just wouldn't rank in my top sixteen or seventeen or so but um, all right so this is the Deer Creek region with sub regionals at the Meadows and Camden those games will be played on Friday and Sunday go ahead guys let me know what you got. I think we all know which song is going to come out of here for Nolan. Um, oh, just because of his affinity for a certain one. But mm-hmm. um, come didn't out of realize the you were that big of a drunken soldier fan. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see here. Um, you know, Crush is the one, obviously, over Kit Kat Jam, and I had Virginia in the Rain upsetting Hello again um, with a Crush and Virginia in the Rain matchup. That's pretty interesting. Don't drink the water over the 12 seed right in of Shotgun. Um, warehouse over Drunken Soldier. Don't drink the water in Warehouse was a toughie for me. Sure. But I really do agree with Dave. Don't drink the just the story surrounding it, the lyrics itself, the simplicity of the song, yet the powerfulness of the song, especially when it was in its heyday. And I really, really love the studio cut. Uh, so that one got Warehouse for me. But that one was, I mean... I'm talking the tiniest of hairs. And then I've got an upset here uh, next here in the Camden. Uh, I had Lover lay down over Line in the Hands of God. I, th- I would have um, just, there's just no way Line in the Hands of God has beaten Lover for me. Uh, two-step, one-sweet world, two-step, obviously. Then I've got two-step taken down, Lover laid down to go to the uh, Sweet 16 there. And then drive and drive out over Jimmy thing. That was an interesting matchup. Drive in, drive out one for me. Uh, JTR over Grace is gone. That's a low C for Grace. Sorry, Grace. You're at 15. Woof. You don't have a chance against a JTR. And um, so a JTR Dido matchup, which is a very interesting matchup. And honestly, Nolan and I argued about this matchup, but I think Nolan's argument is a little stronger than mine. Obviously. I went with drive in, drive out here because Ooh. of just. Carter being an absolute monster on it. Dave writing the song specifically for Carter. I think it has just kind of an interesting tale, like with the lyrics. It's just kind of interesting there. 
and I think it's very, very powerful. JTR, obviously a behemoth, but I wanted to go with an upset, and I just didn't know where else to do one, and uh, to, in, I guess, for the sake of disagreement, I went with Drive and Drive Out, a seven seed over the two seed JTR to match up with Two Step, and Two Step moves on to face Crush in the Elite Eight, where Two Step takes down Crush because, ah, that was tough. <laughs> but Two Step itself, I mean, just come on, it can it can be an opener to a show, it can close a set, it can close a show. It's an awesome. Uh, studio cut, but it is just a monster live. We all want it. We all need it. We all have to have it at all points. There's a reason that people at SPAC chant for two-step always, and it's because it is making it to the Final Four. Yeah, well, people at Alpine chant for thank you, so we can't be using that uh, methodology and reasoning across the board here. Nolan, what do you got? Back over Alpine. (laughs) Oh, wow. I've got Crush over Kit Kat Jam. Virginia in the Rain over Hello Again, 9-8 Upset. Don't drink the water over shotgun. Uh, warehouse over soldier. Lover lay down over lying in the hands of God. That's my eleven over six upset. Two step over one sweet. Jimmy thing upsetting drive in drive out. I uh, love drive in drive out, but ultimately Jimmy thing gets the people going, and I think the crowd gets behind them in a close game, and they they eke a win out there. Uh, okay. JTR over Grace. So I go JTR over Jimmy Thing, JTR in the Sweet 16, Two Step over Lover, Warehouse over Don't Drink the Water, and Crush over Virginia in the Rain. And I will just point out that all of these Sweet 16 and Elite 8 matchups were just brutal. Uh, <laughs> and it's interesting too with the. The rankings versus the seedings, uh, I start to like think a little bit differently. And here's where I, I get bothered with uh, I've got Crush over Warehouse and Two Step over JTR. And now I've got Crush versus Two Step and my two favorite DMV songs up against each other. Oh, uh, yeah. But ultimately, Crush advances, advances to the final, to the final four, four to face, to face number, number 41, the overall number one seed. Okay. So before we just reset on your four one seeds, the one question I want to, I, that I want from you, the one question I have for you guys about the entire bracket, not including a, 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 game, a matchup that involves a one seed from any matchup period of the second round, so not the first round, so second, third, or elite eight. What was what was the one game for each of you that was like ninety seven fifty four? It was over at the under twelve timeout of the first half on True TV. No one's paying attention to it. What was the you know, second round or later uh, that didn't involve a one seed? What was your easiest blowout? Ooh, uh, I would have probably said um, I've got two. I had uh, Stone over Raven, and I also would have said um, You Never Know over Snow Outside. Wow. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Two step over lover lay down. Two step over lover lay down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Stone over Raven. I, th- I think that's yeah. like a seven point game with three minutes to go, personally. But fair enough. Mm. Stone is my no- Stone is just like my favorite song ever. So it's just kind of okay. It it's just for me. It'd be like you know. Eh, well, I'm, there's no chance I'm picking anything over this for <laughs> at least right now. I think I have. Two step over lover lay down. That's a that's a blowout there. Okay. Fair enough. All right. 
What were your final fours again? Uh, Crush versus 41 and Last Stop versus Ants. Three ones and a three. Okay, and Bruce, what did you have? I went with a two-seed Seek Up versus a two-seed Stone, a three-seed Two-Step versus a one-seed 41. All right, that tells me that in general, and everyone's bracket will be different, I did a pretty decent job at trying to assemble assemble this uh assemble this whole thing there with uh, with the high seeds. So shouts to anyone, by the way, that wants to get freaky with themselves and go with like a six, a two, a four, and a nine. Like if you want, if that if that's what gets you going, by all means. All right, let's <laughs> let's let's break down these uh these final four matchups at the gorge. Nolan, kick us off. Oh, I'll I'll kick it off. Let's go. We've got last stop in ants. That's going to be the uh, the first game. Crush forty one will be the prime time game with the. Uh, with the two number ones for me, but um, Ants will prevail over Last Stop. And then... Scheduled for 9 o'clock, but probably uh, tips around 10, 10 o'clock or later. This is going to be the Crush, Crush versus 41, 41 National Semifinal, and Crush advances, advances. Uh, in, a, in a close one. A very great game. Uh, Crush advances to face Ants for the title. All right, Crush and Ants, I like it. Yeah, so if you had... If I had to choose, man, the primetime game, I think would have to be two-step and 41, just based off of, I think, overall popularity. But I think that the better game for me is Seek Up and Stone, and it winds up being a better game. Um, It is tight the entire way. It goes two overtimes, actually. I mean, we've got two generally long songs here um and it goes uh two overtimes but stone ekes it out over seek up and another case of two can be long songs or short songs as of the recent two-step versions and some earlier versions of 41 two-step 41 late game oh man it's tight for a long time but in the end 41 pulls away with probably about a six to seven point we're making free throws at the end victory, uh, victory. Yes. to face stone in the finals 41 and stone okay there we go Ooh. very very nice a uh a commonality with uh with those songs i mean favorites on the record so 41 segues into a song where stone comes out of the uh of the Halloween segue, if you will. All right. I think we already know Bruce's champ, by the way, but uh, what do we got here, guys? Bruce, take it away. Yeah, I don't think there's any secret that um, Stone is going to be my national champion here, but this is probably, these are the two songs that I have answered as my favorite DMB songs for over a decade uh, longer. I mean, they have been interchangeable. I think recently I've said Stone more than 41, but for a long time, 41 was there, and it just, there is no happenstance. You know, there's no coincidence that these uh, two songs are here in the final, but Stone wins for me. Uh, You know, that that lick, that guitar lick, and that build up to the intro, that explosive outro, you can have a nice, soft, and sweet chorus, but a just nasty kind of dark uh haunting uh verse you can have that sweet outro with roy or jeff which builds and then comes back down again and then explodes on the outro 41 great job great great opportunity for you you just couldn't eke it out over the stone well this is uh 
an all BTCS uh, champion here for the for the Gray Street Pod. Makes sense. Our favorite album, Crush, beats Ants mm. in a ten point victory. Mike Dunleavy hits three threes in a matter of minutes to to give the win over Arizona. <laughs> no, uh, Crush beats Ants. Uh, it's a crowd favorite. A crowd sing along. Uh, they get into it, and there's really no stopping it. They get a, up to a decent lead in the second half. Um, Ants makes a little bit of a comeback, but then Carter Beaufort just decides oh. he's going to do Carter Beaufort things, and I think this might be Carter's greatest uh, live moment at the end of Crush where he just goes absolutely off and... Uh, the confetti rains down on Crush as your national champion. That's great. The Carter slams it home, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good stuff, guys. Um, thanks for having me on. It was a uh, it was a joy to uh, to do this. It was a ton of fun to put together. Um, I have enjoyed. Feel free if you're listening to the pod and you want to find me on Twitter, just at Matt Norlander, um, or you can uh, you can drop a comment. I've tried to get back to a lot of people who commented on the story on my site, but. It was a it was a ton of fun, and if anything else, like you know, we're going through we're living through history right now, and a lot of people are in some tough spots. We're obviously just trying to take care of ourselves, hope our loved ones are good, and you know, get ourselves to a place where we can get to back to some normalcy sooner than later. But we're mm-hmm. all we're all in the same spot, you know. This is, uh, you know, our world has never seen something like this uh, in the past 100 years, if you will. So, I only say that to to say if this could provide you uh, a reason to go back and listen to two or three records, 40 or 50 songs you haven't listened to, you know what? It's a fun way to pass the time, be it during the day, if you're stealing away at night, uh, get it done. It was a it was it was a lot of fun to uh, to put together. And I, I, I do hope on some level um, it brings uh, it can bring you some enjoyment. And if, if you want to be angry at me, hey, that's that's all part of that. It's 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 the burden <laughs> I carry for building the bracket like the selection committee every year. And uh, I just I hope this gets into the hands of every band member. That would be just I would love to see like I'd love just like it's like Carter chilling in his chair and someone just like, hey, baby, did you see this? What, what the hell? JTR's a two? Are you kidding me? I'd love to see the band react. <laughs> I'd love to see how these guys would react to seeing something like this. Um, just just because I'm sure there are so many songs they would so greatly disagree with. Like mm-hmm. it, it would just be a, it would be really intriguing. So it was my pleasure to uh, to join you guys on this yet again. And by the way, I'm not trying to make a habit of this, but good like th- this is long. So I hope that the DMB fans who listen like you enjoyed it. But uh, you know, my intention was not to go nearly two hours. But there was a lot to cover. You know, you got a bracket, you got a lot of songs, a lot of a lot of matchups. We we got to do what we got to do. Absolutely, we appreciate it. Yeah, and I think this time this will be. Two episodes, so we are uh, winding up episode two here with the bracket. Um, so the two-part Norlander extravaganza will be wrapping up here with our <laughs> conclusion of bracketology. Um, but yeah, Matt, thanks so much, dude. I mean, that was a you know an epic thing, a couple of things to be putting out here during uh, this quarantine. Um, it gave uh, I think a lot of fans and you know us included some things to think about, some things to ponder over and just a little bit of fun and a little bit of shining light in uh, all of the, you know, sort of darkness that's going on. 
Appreciate it, fellas. My joy, my pleasure, and uh, I'm sure we'll link up at some point down the road. Again, we cannot thank Matt enough, one, for coming on the show, but two, for giving us so much to talk about and for keeping DMB fans entertained, going over those rankings, filling out brackets, uh, engaging on social media, on Twitter. Uh, this is this has been really fun and uh, a really cool thing to do during this quarantine, and uh, hopefully everyone has stayed inside and and taking part in all this and hopefully you're still listening to this podcast uh because we have some pretty important news uh bruce let's tell the people what we could potentially be seeing from dmb in 2020 and 2021 yeah absolutely um and remember this is uh this is going to be more of i guess i'd throw it into the rumor section for right now everybody so take this with a grain of salt don't Hang your hat on this. Don't make any plans according to this. This is just something that came through today, um, you know, while we're recording this. So I will read um, and maybe paraphrase some of this. But um, it looks like that what we kind of all expected is that the tour will be canceled for the summer, um, which we kind of I think that makes sense. I don't think we'll see any shows for quite a while. So um, look for those, I guess, refunds possibly soon, hopefully. Um but look for that announcement probably in the near future. Um, and apparently the band has been practicing at least a little bit uh, virtually. Um, so be on the lookout for something coming from the band as far as playing, um, streaming some stuff. I think there's a little bit of um, rumors out in the air that... Uh, they will have some stuff that not only will be recorded together live here in 2020, but also some unreleased, uh, previously unaired shows that have been recorded through the years. Um, and these releases, they may come with a price, but they should be free for warehouse members. Also, they may be doing um, some live stuff together and stream it on the channel Twitch, if you have heard of that. That will, would allow for people to actually tip and give some donations to the band. And I think they are looking at doing um, some donations to some COVID-19 relief as well. Um, but also during you know the rest of this year, the band is rumored to be finishing up their album, which is apparently due out early 2021. Um, so we can look for yes. that as well. Um, Bismarck! Yeah, uh, apparently Bismarck is going to be on there. Um, we'll have to see. If that comes to fruition, um, and apparently Shotgun will not be, I don't know about that. I don't know if we, if it's coming out in tw- early 2021, do they exactly know what songs are locks and what songs are cut? Uh, I don't know. But uh, apparently we will be seeing uh, Dave's new song, which is, I think, Shadows on the Wall. It's the Windows song that everyone may know. Um, that will be recorded full band, so that would be awesome to hear. Um, and we will see more of Dave on the late night circuit. So I think that uh, what we've seen so far, we'll see more of that. And we'll see the band stepping up and doing some stuff here soon. So, um, you know, can't wait for that. Stay positive and stay interested. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Right. No, they, I feel like they've really stepped up, Dave in particular, and given the fans uh, something to watch and listen to and talk about. And, uh, you know, we'd be gearing up for the summer tour right about now and you know the band's stepping up and i can't wait to hear new stuff from them amen yeah same here i think we you speak for everyone there um 
But anyways, we have packed a lot of information here this week into two episodes for you guys. Um, you know, hopefully y'all enjoyed them. Hopefully y'all are having fun with Norlander's list, with uh, his bracket, and y'all are filling them out. Share them with us. Share them with Matt. Um, you know, Nolan, tell them where they can interact with us and share their own brackets and their own quips with the list or, you know, you know, support of our opinions, support of his opinions, just reach out to us on social media and Nolan will tell you how. Yes, you can find us at Gray Street Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We are the Corner of Gray Street Podcast Facebook page and you can download the podcast anywhere that you get your podcast from. Uh, Be sure to interact with us. We're always online. We're very quick to post the... uh, third verse of gray street which was absolutely mind-blowing yes and uh you know we're always on social media always trying to interact with our with our fans and fans of the band obviously so please be in touch we have plenty of time to do so absolutely and be sure to share uh our podcast with your friends because they have time to listen just you know share it around get some people to uh to listen to us as well we enjoy all the new stuff that we hear from people that are just finding our podcast even now, which is just awesome and incredible. So shout out to all of you. And thank you so much, Nolan. It was great talking to you for this long, long podcast uh, that has been split into now. But uh, yeah, stay safe. And, um, you know, thank you, everybody, yet again. And we'll see you next time, whenever that may be, on the corner of Gray Street.
I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now on Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.